Shalom to all Gracians. Thank you for tuning in to Grace Assembly's weekend sermon. We are currently on the sermon series, Meet God. And our sermon title for this week is God's Channel of Grace, given to us by our very own Pastor Peter. Be blessed as you hear God's Word. Alright, good morning. Good morning once again, Gracians. And good morning those who are online. Happy New Year once again. Uh, you know, we are on the second weekend of 2022, and it's also the second week of our Meet God campaign, right? This is a period of uh, intensified prayer to really seek God at the beginning of the year, all right? And so, you know, um, as I look around, I don't know, maybe some of you have lost weight this past week, is it? <laughs> maybe some of you have lost weight, maybe that's a good thing, huh? Uh, maybe it's because of the fasting and prayer that we just uh, went through this past week. And I want to, want to really uh, thank all of you for participating in this whole campaign of fasting and praying and also joining us for our online uh, meetings, online prayer meetings, as well as our on-site J333 prayer meeting. Uh, I have been so blessed. I really honestly tell you, I've been so blessed um, just beginning the year, fasting and praying and seeking the Lord. Uh, me and my family, we have done that. And I have just felt so renewed and so refreshed. And so, you know, how many of you are blessed through this uh, week of prayer and fasting? Come on, show me your hands. Yes, all over, all over. Online, if those online, if you are blessed, why don't you type in the chat right now, blessed. And uh, I'm just so thankful that we get to spend this time to pray and I believe that, you know, the Lord is just stirring something in our hearts in this church. And uh, just allow the Lord to continue to do that work in us. Amen. Okay, so, um, you know, in line with the theme of Meet God these uh, two weeks, today's uh, sermon will be about on the theme of prayer as well. And uh, last week, you heard of Pastor Wilson's sermon. I hope you still remember it's about how prayer is alignment to God's will. Today, I will touch on how prayer is God's channel of grace. Prayer is God's channel of grace. Yes, prayer opens up the way for God to pour out His grace upon our lives. Amen. Let me begin with the story of my two papaya trees. Okay, um, and so just want to share with you, uh, this year, uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, uh, Brother John Go. I don't know if he's here today, he may not be, uh, but he, he passed me two papaya trees, okay, little plants, all right, uh, because he had too many in, in his home. And so he passed me two papaya plants uh, somewhere this year, and because I didn't have much space in my house, I put these two papaya plants in two different pots and put them in two locations of my house, okay? And uh, what happened over the next few months is that these two papaya plants actually grew up in different soil, uh, receiving different amount of sunlight, water, fertilizer. And what happened is after two months, after a few months, not just two months, a couple of months, you can see on the screen, okay, what happened to my two papaya plants, okay? The one on the right was fruitful, wow, five fruits and counting. And I hope I have a papaya, nice papaya to eat soon. And, but the one on the left remained barren, totally fruitless. 
It's really a big, a stark contrast between the two. And you know why this happened? It's because the conditions for the different trees were different. The, the, the one that was fruitful had the good conditions, ideal conditions for the fruit to come forth. But the one on the left did not. And so, I want to read to us a quote from Richard Foster. He says in the celebration of discipline, he says, A farmer is helpless to grow grain. All he can do is provide the right conditions for the growing of grain. He cultivates the ground, he plants the seed, he waters the plants, and then the natural forces of the earth take over and up comes the grain. This is the way it is with the spiritual disciplines. They are a way of sowing to the Spirit. You see, I could not make the fruit come forth, right, in any of the trees. All I could do was to try and provide the best conditions for it. And here, the, the, the quote says that prayer is actually one of the spiritual disciplines that enables us to sow to the Spirit, providing the right conditions for our lives to flourish. And uh, uh, Foster continues, he says, God has given us the disciplines of the spiritual life as a means of receiving His grace. The disciplines allow us to place ourselves before God so that He can transform us. You see, when we engage in prayer, we are actually placing ourselves in the right position, the right posture, providing the right conditions for God to come and work in our hearts, for God to come in and transform us and grow us and empower us and bless us. That is what we are doing when we come to God in prayer. And today we will look at King David as an example of someone who experienced that grace through the discipline of prayer. And so as we look at this, the life of David, uh, I want to sh you know, sh show us that it is very obvious that he adopted prayer as a spiritual discipline. For him, it was a pattern. It was a habit. It was a, a, a priority in his life. Prayer was such a priority in his life. The phrase, if you, if you read the story of David, David inquired of the Lord. This phrase kept repeating itself over and over again, and his numerous prayers are also recorded in the book of Psalms. And you can read about it in First and Second Samuel as well as the book of Psalms. You can tell that prayer was his first course of action, not a last resort. And prayer was even a knee-jerk reaction to everything that happened in his life, good or bad. And each time, what is the response from God when he prayed, when he inquired of the Lord? You can see it's very consistent that the Lord always responded with favor, with grace. And the response was usually like this, Go, I will deliver the enemy into your hands. That was the usual response that the Lord would give. Or God would just encourage him so that he had the strength to carry on. So David's preoccupation with prayer provided the ideal conditions for God to do great things in his life. And so I want to highlight in this message three works of grace we can experience through prayer. 
through the spiritual discipline of prayer. How many of you need God's grace today? How many of you need God's grace? Amen. If you need God's grace, you're online. When you type in the chat, I need grace. Yes, we all need grace. And so let us place ourselves in the right position to receive it. So the first uh, work of grace that we can experience is the grace of intimacy with God. You know, it's one of the most wonderful graces that we can ever uh, have, we can ever know. But just as we cannot make the papaya grow out of the tree, we also cannot manufacture that intimacy with God. We need the grace of God which we can obtain when we participate in the act of prayer. Prayer is a channel for God's grace so that we can develop intimacy with God. Through prayer, we are taking a proactive step toward God. Like what we sang just now, draw me close to you. Through prayer, we can draw close to God. James chapter 4 verse 8, it says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. When we draw near to God in prayer, there is grace that comes and He will draw near to you. God responds to us when we draw near to Him. What a wonderful promise, isn't it? And we see this intimacy in the life of David. Uh, when David was fleeing from Saul and he was in the wilderness, this is what he prayed. And let's read from Psalm 63. Psalm 63 and verses 1 to 3, it says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Verse 2, So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Wow, what a passionate and intimate relationship David had with the Lord. Notice that David's deep desire in his heart was for God himself. It was for God himself, not for his blessings, not for any other worldly thing that God can give him. It was for God himself. And with strong, a metaphorical language of, of thirst in a dry land, David expressed his desire for the nearness of God. And he said, God, your love is better than anything that life can offer me. God drew him into such an intimate and passionate relationship with himself. And interestingly, it was in a time of crisis. Did you notice that? It was in a time of crisis that David experienced this closeness with God. It was God's favor when David faced his enemies, when he was in trouble. And even when he failed God, he experienced that because he drew near to God. And the lesson for us today is this. You know, many of us, we distance ourselves when we sin against God. You know, maybe at times when we sin, when we fail, we feel the shame, we feel the guilt, and we distance ourselves from God, thinking we're not good enough. And many times when we face crisis in our lives, we actually blame God for it. 
But the ironical thing is this, that when we actually distance ourselves from God, when we blame God in our crisis, we are actually stopping or hindering the flow of grace upon our lives in a time when we need it the most. Don't we need grace more when we sin, when we fail? Don't we need grace more in our crisis? But at that moment, if we distance ourselves, we are stopping the flow of grace when we need it the most. But David drew near to God, especially in such times. He knew that when he came to God in prayer, grace would flow like a mighty river. He knew that God was his help and his hand would uphold him. He had tasted the steadfast love of the Lord that it was better than life. So now this is another important observation from this. You see, David was motivated to pray because he knew what kind of God Yahweh was. Isn't it? He knew that Yahweh was a gracious God, was a loving God. He was a powerful God and a gracious, faithful God. And I know many of us, we struggle. Many of us struggle. I know I've spoken to many people and many struggle with this. Do you want to cultivate this discipline of prayer in our lives? And I do too sometimes. And very often we struggle because we don't really know the true attributes, the true nature and character of God. We don't fully understand. We haven't tasted of His love that is better than life. Or we haven't tasted that recently. So we kind of forgot about it. So let me ask you, do you know God's nature, God's attributes, and, and the kind of God that He is, the, who God really is? Do you hold the false view of God that He seems to be always uh, angry and always grumpy and always distant? Do you hold that false view of God? Because that is a great hindrance to your prayer life. You know, um, my kids, I notice, okay, I have three girls, and I notice that my three girls, they have no problem asking me for things. Have you noticed that? Those of you who are parents, you will know. Your kids have no problem asking you for things, uh, whether it is for bubble tea, or maybe it's for a snack, or maybe they want to go to the playground, or, or they, they want you to tell them a story, or hug them, whatever it is, they have no problem coming to you to ask you for something. And for me, um, uh, this is my, my, my youngest daughter on the screen, her name is Dazelle. And I love it when, you know, sometimes I'm seated down and she would come and she would wriggle her body uh, in between my arms. And uh, she would just uh, squeeze herself there and uninvited, you know, uninvited she would come and she would just plong herself on my lap and she would expect me to embrace her. And, it, you know, if, if my, my arms are busy doing something else, she would just grab my arms and put it around her to embrace her. Yeah, it's so, such a sweet act. And, and you know, we, many times, you know, uh, she needs my love. She knows that she needs my love. And she knows that I will not uh, reject her. She knows I will not refrain from showing my affection to her. 
And so our kids have no problem asking us for things or drawing near to us because they know we will not turn them away. We will not reject them. We, we might reject their requests, but we will not reject them as our children. We will not stop ourselves from showering them with our love, isn't it? So Gracians, if you only knew God's true nature, God's attributes, how much He longs and delights to hear your prayers, how He longs to pour out His grace upon your life. If you only knew that, prayer becomes a delight. Amen? Prayer becomes such a joy and something that you look forward to every day. So as you cultivate the spiritual discipline of daily prayer, He comes near to you and brings you into a place of intimacy with Him. And that actually perpetuates a cycle of prayer and intimacy with God. So remind yourself who God is. Remind yourself what God says He is. Pick out a few verses in Scripture and meditate on it. Meditate on verses like, oh, my love, your love is better than life. Meditate on verses that tell you the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And remind yourself that the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Remind yourself of who God is. And that is why we need to meet God at the beginning of the year so that we can encounter Him, so that we can know Him intimately. And you can experience intimacy with God like never before in 2022. Just draw near to God in prayer regardless of your circumstances. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And so... That is the first work of grace. The second work of grace that you can find in the spiritual discipline of prayer is strength in God. Everybody say strength in God. Type in the chat right now, strength in God. Many of us, we find ourselves in situations where we feel tested, we feel stretched, we feel overwhelmed. And I'm pretty sure that this year you will experience something like that as well sometime in this year. And this is a time that we need God's strength, isn't it? It's a time where we need that mental, that emotional strength and energy, the resilience and the grit uh, to face our challenges. Uh, and strength, biblically, it is confidence in the Lord, even when the situation still looks bleak and gloomy. That is strength. Um, you know, in one instance, David and his men had left their people for some time, they left, the, him and his men left their families for some time only to return and realize that the Amalekites had come and raided their homes, burned it down, and they had taken all their wives and their children captive. Now, they were totally devastated. And the Bible says that they wept until they had no strength left. All these men, warriors, wept until they had no strength left. Left. And listen to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. 1 Samuel 30 verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed. For the people spoke of stoning him, because all the people were bitter in soul, each for his sons and daughters. But listen to this. 
But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And the phrasing seems strange, isn't it? Right? David strengthened himself in the Lord. How does one strengthen himself in the Lord? Uh, and, and, you know, how does one strengthen himself? You know, how does one pick oneself up when they have fallen so badly? You know, when he has, is really so distressed, so discouraged, how do you strengthen yourself? And so this statement tells us that something enabled David to get the strength he needed. It was not from himself. It was because he was greatly distressed. It was the Lord who strengthened him through the work of grace as he came to the Lord in prayer. How do I know that he came to the Lord in prayer? Because in verse 8, just two verses down, we see that David inquired of God. He said, shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake and shall surely rescue Oh, he needed, he knew he needed God's grace and strength. And his knee-jerk reaction was naturally to pray. He sought the Lord's direction immediately and he was strengthened. And that was the key to overcoming the incredible challenges that he faced in his life. And so, gracious, strengthen yourself in the Lord through prayer. You can strengthen yourself when you are weak through prayer. Especially in times of weakness, you can have confidence in the Lord, like David did. And you listen to his declaration in 2 Samuel chapter 22. 2 Samuel 22 verses 1 to 4 says, And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Verse 2, he says, he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my saviour, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies." Now, from the way I read that verse, I'm sure you will notice that in his declaration, the Lord was a very, very personal saviour and protector, isn't it? He used the word my. He used extensive use of this first person, personal pronoun. All right? Showed his confidence that God is not just a saviour in general, but God was his own saviour. He said, my rock, my fortress. Everybody say, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my shield. Yes, God is interested in your individual situation. God is your strength. God is your personal savior, protector, and deliverer. And so, do you need grace? For the trials that you're going through, pray. Do you need strength to overcome all of your weaknesses and your flaws? Pray. 
Do you need grace, you know, to, to really go through, overcome every obstacle? Pray to the Lord and access that grace that is available to you and I. I'd like to share a very powerful testimony from a fellow Gratian. Uh, it was published in the AG Times, okay, I think sometime last year. Andre was a member of Topayo Grace Group uh, in my region, and he has been battling prostate cancer since 2016. And, you know, um, he has been going through different treatments like hormonal therapy, chemotherapy, and he was on assortment of pills enough to tame a lion, he said in his testimony. On several occasions, you know, he lay lifeless in bed, uh, and he was too weak, unable to move, and his wife would wonder whether his time had come. It was a very, very difficult time for them, for the whole family, uh, be it emotionally, mentally, physically. It was a difficult time for them. But you know, throughout his testimony, he repeated again and again, I prayed. The community prayed. Uh, his district leader, his grace group leader, even I myself, I visited him and we prayed. And each time, he pulled through. And in his times of prayer, the Lord showed him and his wife that they should hold camps uh, uh, for children of different faiths in Lebanon. That was the place where he used to minister. He wanted to hold camps in Lebanon for them. Uh, and and he, because he had some networks, he could work with some churches there and he could call the volunteers to organize those camps. And you know, amazingly, in his condition, he managed to organize one of those camps in 2019. And about 60 kids uh, from other faiths attended those camps and the Lord provided wonderfully for everything. And you know what? I wish I could tell you that he is miraculously and totally healed. But he's not. He's still battling cancer today. Uh, in fact, he's a bit too weak to walk right now. But the Lord has been gracious to him. And he is able to fly over to Switzerland. Right now he's in Switzerland with his family. And, and he has grace, he has strength, and we have seen it in his life. And you know, this is what he says. He has the strength in the Lord to say this. We should always remember that God has the best for us, even if we don't understand it. That is strength in the Lord. Can we give the Lord praise? Let's give the Lord praise and let's give the Lord glory. Amen. That is strength that you can find in the Lord. And so not only can you find strength uh, when you pray, the grace of God will also be activated to transform your situations. And that is my last point, my third point. You can experience the grace of empowerment by God through prayer. Empowerment by God. You see, before anyone knew who David was, God already intended for David to be the next king of Israel. But he went through tremendous challenges. If you read his story, I'm sure you will know. Uh, you know, he, the challenges such as he was in obscurity, uh, then he became a fugitive, and then he was overthrown even by his own son. And then, uh, you know, of course, his enemies surrounded him. And it seemed like an impossible task to fulfill God's lofty plans upon his life. Yet, at every point, David sought God's direction in prayer and God delivered him from his enemies and empowered him 
for victory after victory so that he could fulfill God's purposes. That was God's grace at work. And one example was when he fought the Philistines. And the Philistines were actually Israel's arch enemies. Right? In 2 Samuel chapter 5, they wanted to attack David after he had been appointed king over Israel. And look at what in verse 19 to 21 says. And David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. Verse 20. And David came to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. Verse 21, And the Philistines left their idols there, and David and his men carried them away. You see, David sought the Lord's direction and was empowered to defeat the enemy and remove the idols from that land. God wanted to use David to eliminate the worship of other gods. But David had to open up the channel of grace through prayer so that he could fulfill God's purposes. You and I, we have great purposes to fulfill, to live for, to be God's images and to establish God's righteous and perfect rule on earth. And He has called us to be partners with Him. He has called us to make disciples of every nation. But like David, we need to seek the Lord for His will and to understand what God truly desires in each situation of our lives so that we can be empowered to fulfill His purposes. Remember Pastor Wilson's message last week? He talked about alignment. We must align ourselves to God's will and not insist on our own will. And so when our, your prayer is aligned to God's will, there is divine empowerment to fulfill God's purposes. Amen? When you align yourself to God's will, there is a divine empowerment to fulfill His purposes. And so I want to ask you, what are some tasks that God wants to empower you for? What are some tasks? What are the obstacles or enemies that God wants you to overcome? So make God, make bold, God-centered petitions today for God. Make those bold petitions for God because His empowerment is available to do His will overcome that habitual sin in your life through prayer. Fight that addiction through prayer. Pray for God's healing to come. Intercede for the lost. Come against evil and immorality through prayer. And so you have it, you know, we have seen how God, how prayer is a channel that God uses to extend His grace to all of us. Hebrews 4.16 tells us, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us draw near to God. Access this fountain of grace through a lifestyle of prayer. But how can we make prayer a lifestyle? I want to give us some very practical tips right now. Okay? How can you make prayer a lifestyle? Um, first of all, you can start and end every day with prayer, right? 
You can say good morning, good night. Start with conversations with the Lord and end the day with prayer. And the second thing, this is from Richard Foster. He says, punctuate every moment with inward whisperings of adoration, praise, and thanksgiving. Punctuate every moment through the day as you go about your work and all the things that you need to do under your breath. You can say, thank you, Jesus. Under your breath, you can say, Lord, you are good to me. You can say, Lord, I need you. You can say, Holy Spirit, come and fill me. So punctuate your day with those inward whisperings to God. Next, be aware of God's presence within you and beside you. As you are aware of His presence, you will be able to connect with Him and engage Him more through the day. And also, do make use of our Grace Every Morning uh, uh, daily devotionals, but go beyond them. Go beyond that five-minute video. Maybe let it be a launching pad into a 20, 30 minutes of prayer daily in your life. Amen? So after these two weeks of Meet God campaign, I urge you to keep up the spiritual discipline. Don't just stop there. All right, last week we called for fasting and praying. Don't just stop there. Inculcate that into your life as a habit. Inculcate that habit. So some suggestions that you can actually pick up, you know, to put into your daily routine. All right, pick one of these habits and do it. Maybe you need to fix that 30-minute block of time for prayer before you start your day or before you sleep. Fix it. You need to fix it. Otherwise, it will just be taken away from you. All right? Fix that time block. Maybe you need to fast once a week instead of once a year. And do it. Fix it every day, every week, once a week. And make that a spiritual discipline. Maybe you need to make sure you attend Jechubotri every week and come for our corporate prayer meetings. Maybe you need to pray with your spouse 15 minutes every day. And so these are just some examples. Pick a habit and add that to your daily routine. Whatever it takes, make prayer an integral part of your life. Make it a daily habit, a priority, and experience the grace of intimacy with God, strength in God, and empowerment by God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. And so, as I, as I close today's sermon, I want to give us more time to respond to the Lord in prayer. This is meet God. It's about encountering God. And so I want us to just put whatever we have learned today into practice straight away. I want to give us more time so that we can encounter God right here, right now. I believe that the Lord wants to come and speak to each one of us. And so let us respond to God right now. Are you creating the right conditions in your life for you to flourish, for that fruit to come forth? Are you creating that condition? So first of all, I want to pray for those who have difficulty cultivating a daily habit of fervent and passionate prayer. I know many of us face that difficulty. And I'm not talking about just saying your grace before every meal or that five-minute goodnight prayer before you sleep. I'm talking about that dynamic, fervent prayer life that draws you into intimacy with God. 
that, that helps you to find strength that you need and empowerment to do God's will. You need to know the God that you are praying to. Know His attributes. Know His nature. Know He's a gracious and compassionate God. And so if that is you, you have difficulty, but you say, I want to cultivate that habit of prayer in my life. Why don't you raise your hands to the Lord right now? If you're online, why don't you type pray in the chat to say that you want to respond. You say that I want to cultivate the habit of prayer. Yes, hands are being lifted up all over this place. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, yes, up there as well. Hands are going up all over. Indicate to the Lord and say, yes, Lord, I want to make prayer a spiritual discipline in my life. Thank you, Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you are a good, faithful, loving God. Lord, you are not grumpy and angry all the time. You're not always in a bad mood. But you delight. You smile upon your children when they pray to you, when they draw near to you. Help us, O oh God, to know your loving and fatherly heart and develop a desire, a strong desire, a strong stirring in our hearts to commune with you daily, O oh Lord. Father, I pray for that breakthrough in the prayer life of every creation. That, Father, they will cultivate that into a daily habit to draw near to you and experience grace upon grace and experience intimacy with you and find strength in you. Father, you help each one of us to, to adopt that daily that habit into our lives. Uh, put it into our daily routines, O oh God, so that, Lord, it can be a spiritual discipline before you. So we thank you. We trust in you, O oh God, that you will help us to do that. In Jesus' name, Amen. And I also want to pray for those of us who desire intimacy with God. You desire intimacy with God. You know, the greatest blessing and outcome of prayer is not to get the things that we want. It is not even an emotional experience with God. It is God Himself where we get to draw near to Him. We get to know Him. We get to hear His voice. We get to see His face and we are in His presence. I want to encourage us to meet God right now. If that is you, you want an intimacy with God, I want to invite you to stand right now with me. And I am standing, I am responding because I want intimacy with God. So stand with me right now. And I want to ask you as you, as you stand, to read out this psalm together. This psalm and express your desire for intimacy, to draw close to God. Psalm 84. Psalm 84, verse 1. Let's just read it in your own way to God. Say, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. And in verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Hallelujah. Thank you for tuning in with us this week. 
We hope you have been blessed by the Word of God. Have a blessed day ahead and may God be with you.